Welcome, everybody. Uh, switch on your brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf. Uh, we're starting on part two, chapters nine and 10 today. What is the 21 day brain detox plan and how and why does it work? I love this entry here. Um, how she The hardest part about achieving peak happiness, thinking, and health is remembering that we can choose them. That is hard. That we can choose to be happy. We can choose our thinking. We can choose our health. Achieving them is not accomplished by putting on a brave or happy face, nor they are, are they obtained by adopting an ostrich mentality and pretending that problems don't exist. Way to find this is this state is by harnessing the neuroplasticity God has designed in our brains and choosing to rewire or renew our mind. Quotes uh, Romans 12, 2. This is a lifestyle that brings us even closer in alignment to our original design of perfection, Matthew 5 48, of being made in God's image, Genesis 1 26. Well, in this day and age, this is pretty important uh, considering uh, she says we can actively choose happiness rather than letting our external and internal world of wired in and learned thoughts and our biology define happiness for us. She says we need to wire in positive thought networks that can fill us with the power to get us back on track. <clears throat> Second Timothy 1 7. It is the implanted word that will save our souls. James 1 21. Who we are is where happiness lies, but this is so often blocked by who we have become. Well, underline that one again. Who we are is where happiness lies, but this is so often <clears throat> blocked by who we have become. I'll tell you one thing when it comes to like happiness and things uh, that I try to focus on. And I somebody taught me this like when I was in my 20s. And it's, and it, I mean, I can't believe I remember it as well as I do, but I mean, it's not a long thing or whatever, but you know, it's like, you know, you have your circle control circle of influence and everything outside of that is not important. I mean, you can't do anything about it. So it's like, the more you focus on things you can't control, I mean, yeah, it's great and wonderful. You care about, you know, the war in Ukraine or <clears throat> things like that, but you can only do so much. <clears throat> So, I mean, your circle of control and circle of influence is really the majority of what you need to spend your time on. If you're spending more time than, uh, on other things besides that, uh, on things that are outside that, then you're basically just going to be frustrated and unhappy. Well, Paul, my question to you is, I know you had a previous career with Walmart as a manager. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you don't, sometimes you can't control the people around you. I mean, like yeah, true. The store, I mean, example, you know. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's also, I mean, I've had so many instances where the culture of the company I'm working for or with is a big impact. Yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. I haven't never worked for Walmart, but I'm guessing that Sam Walton. You don't want to, not now, especially. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm guessing that Sam Walton will be horrified at some of the things his kids let happen, but I'll, I'll leave it there. But, I mean, you know, culture yeah. is a big deal, right? Yeah, it is. So, you know, I think that's one of our challenges we deal with is that, um, you know, we we get, we get into situations where personally or work or even through church, there are culture changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's so much there in what you said, Tom. Um, you know, you know, back to to what I've I've never heard it like that. Circle of influence, yes. I've never heard it or thought about defining it as a circle of control. I've always thought about my you know I can only influence certain certain people, and uh, right. but but it, but it's a two way street. Right. And uh, yeah. but the circle of control, I can control. Really, well, you can, you can really control is your direct actions. Exactly. I mean, what, yeah. yeah. But you can, yeah, I can only control my thoughts as to my response to my thoughts. Yeah. And, and that kind of feeds into <clears throat> what we're learning here from Dr. Leaf. And we get into these cultures. Uh, Tom, I, I'm thinking, putting personal experience about it, you, you know, to it. You know, I went to work somewhere about three years ago for six months. And I had to think, I, I had to get a grip on that company's culture. Been around for, you know, 100 years. Um, uh, it had the financial institution been around for a long time. They did things a certain way. They did things different on the mortgage side than what I was used to. And so I had to be aware of what I was letting influence me. There you and, go. Yes. Until yes. I got to the point where I wasn't willing to, to, fight that influence anymore right. uh, and and left um took a financial hit doing it um because i walked away from personal business to move into a management position then six months later i'm back and you know those relationships had all kind of gotten spread right. out a little bit so it was a but uh it's kind of like tom letting somebody yeah, I'm thinking of a couple of people that over the years I've had to just quit dealing with and quit being around yes. because they had yes. negative influence on me. And, you know, I try to help them, but, but it wasn't reciprocal and, uh, and they wouldn't, uh, they weren't changing. And they come to me, want some advice and I'd, you know, you know, feed into them, spend some time with them, but they kept doing the same stupid stuff. And um, that, yeah, that culture things. It's and, and it and it's slippery, Danny. It's like we talk about. Oh, I just I just had a little bit of, of social media this morning. I'm, <laughs> my example. Well, you know how that goes, and that gets out of control quickly. So, I've just seen the you know we can only control our actions and how we treat other people. That's one of our actions. And I've seen in some of these, what I call 
uh, adverse cultures that they're desperately looking for leadership. They don't even know what it looks like, like <laughs> someone to lead them out of the desert, you know, like help me. They're, they've been doing the same thing so long. They've assumed that that's the only way to do it. And that's the right way. So, uh, you know, I, I, I hope, I mean, I hope I can use her detox plan because I really work on who I work with and who I associate with, but it's not a perfect world. <clears throat> and uh, there's going to be times you meet people you must deal with that are not exactly pleasant and don't fit your value structure. I've got one right now where, you know, the client is accepts my advice, but her attorney has done everything he can to make his billings larger not solve a problem. And guess what? He's kind of succeeding because every time he brings up some silly something, he bills her four or five or a thousand dollars. So, I mean, I'm trying to deal with that culture. Like maybe you got the wrong attorney because he's not solving it. He's, he's trying, trying to make the problem bigger than it is. So it, it comes up in a logical way. He's not evil. It's just that, that I don't think he is. I think he just, that's the way he works. If I if I ask more silly questions, I get more money versus you know addressing the client's original problem or issue. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. You know, back to something you hit on earlier. I've got somebody that I'm coaching that and I coached him for about four years. And then we had about a two-year break, and I coached him again for a year. Uh, that stopped at the beginning of the pandemic and we've started coaching here again recently. And he's got a toxic mm. supervisor. Mm. Just leave it at that. He's got a toxic supervisor and the guy's in way over his head. Um, he's the brains behind the company but the company's outgrown him. And so um, we back a few years ago, you know me, I mean, I, I don't coach people that not willing to read books. Okay. Yeah. Or, or at least read them with me when we're on a phone call or, or, or face to face. Mm -hmm. And a book that I'd mentioned, mentioned to him, um, Courageous Follower. Uh, back then he had previously he, he he had some influencers that were stockholders but he was the head of the company and but he had to be a courageous follower with them um and he's brought that book back up and he's rereading it right now working on being a courageous follower to this person which is part of how it's 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 how you influence somebody that has the ability to fire you that's doing something stupid that you need to keep them from from going off of an edge of a ledge that mm -hmm. they don't even know they're going off of and, and that's what some people kind of what you hit on a while ago they're they want things to change but they it's either they don't know how to make it change or they don't know how or, or they're just they're just they're just unaware that that right. they can be better because they've always worked that way. So many people come to new levels of leadership 
And they've always had this thought, if I was the manager, I'd be doing this. And they're working yeah. from opinion, not experience. Um, you know, these two chapters really are a whole lot of a kind of a sales pitch, I guess. Anybody else feel that way? Uh, now, I'm I, I'm a big believer in this five-step uh, uh plan that she's got this 21 brain detox plan I've, I've been using it on and off for about five years six years but this is a little bit of a um a um, little bit of a sales pitch over on page 141 right in the middle of the page she says when you engage in the <clears throat> unconscious mind through deep thinking you bring memories into the conscious mind in a vulnerable state which means you can change them. And that's what we're going to learn about the five-step process. You bring uh, memories up. You think about them. And then, you know, a couple of minutes later, you, uh, you, you decide to, then you start writing and then you write them down and then you reflect on them. And you're doing this mm -hmm. ideally every day mm -hmm. for 21 days to start um, changing the the non-conscious. And, and she talks about, you know, it's from our non-conscious is where our actions, beliefs, you know, uh, uh, are played out into our results. You hey, Ural. Yes, sir. Um, Danny, have you have you used her process yet? Oh yeah, I've used it uh, for on and off for uh, either seventeen or eighteen. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, when I first read, yes. Um, um, she has an app. Um, I've used the app. And I've, I've, I've done the process with and without the app. One thing about the app, it does have a, it's a mini lesson. It's a two, three minute lesson every morning that, that leads you through it. I mean, I'm doing it right now without the app. Um, Do you know the name of the app? Uh, I think it's just called Switch on Your Brain. No, it's called Neuro, just a second, just a second. Neurocycle. It looks like you see that. Yeah. That right there. Yep. Got it. Yep. Um, it, when I first got it, it was 20, 20 bucks a year. I think it's up to 90 bucks a year now. Uh, so but you can get it on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis and, and, and then see if you like it. The, the lessons really are really, really good. Uh, what uh, in, inside the app, it's got, now she talks about brain detox. So detox, you've got a, does she talk about it here? 
um, in the detox, you have a toxic thought. So let's say you have a toxic thought. We all do. Well, you, you pick a toxic thought that you've got, and then you, you learn to work through that one toxic thought. Let everything else in the world keep going on around it, but you work on that toxic thought. And uh, it, so you, you spend a few minutes every morning going through the lesson, and then you uh, 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 the app itself has reminders that you can set every hour, every two hours that something pops up for you to read something, think about that. Um, and then it has uh, these, uh, so it's a 21 day neural cycle. And actually the app now talks about 63 days. You do three 21 day uh, processes per toxic thought. But then it's got these lessons on neuro, uh, many neural cycle lessons, imposter syndrome, shame, sleep, uh, 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 guilt, burnout, overwork, jumping to conclusions, uh, catastrophizing, brain building, emotional reasoning, mental uh, filtering, mind re uh, reading, um, which is where you think you're but somebody's going to say something, so you finish their sentences and you keep, you have that tendency. We all know somebody does that. Grief, uh, stuck and directionless, uh, only focusing on the negative, panic attacks, toxic words, toxic mm. people, labeling, overthinking, loneliness. You get all these other anger, jealousy, perfectionism, overgeneralizing. Uh, I've got about 25, 30 different uh, mini neural cycles that, that she'll lead mm. you through. Uh, there and they're and they're all about fifteen minutes each that uh, hmm. uh, you can pick them uh, to go through. Uh, I tell you one of the things that that I realized um, uh, about four, three, or about three years ago, um, I was going through a um, specific, you know, twenty-one day about a certain toxic thought. And I don't remember now what it was, but I realized one day I needed to cut my fingernails. And what she talks about is that as you fix a to toxic thought, other things will start that are toxic will, will start uh, being fixed also. Though you're focusing on this one idea, let's say that I was focusing on uh, imposter syndrome, uh, which is something that I have worked on. I called it a poser. And um, the, well, I have, I have bitten my fingernails as long as I remember my, my mom doesn't, she said, I think you, you come out of the womb that, that bite your fingernails, you know, and, and they've tried everything. I tried everything to not bite my fingernails over the years. Never been able not to bite my fingernails. I haven't had owned a, other than Kathy, uh, you know, having them didn't need fingernail clippers. Okay. Except my toenails. And, um, can't reach those, huh? What's that? I said you can't reach those, huh? Yeah, Your toenails. Bite, bite them. 
And guys, one day here about about four years ago, I realized I needed to buy, I needed to uh, to cut my fingernails. And it's kind of like wow. And I had I had let my finger I had not been biting my fingernails for a while. And I have not bitten my fingernails since. Have had no urge to bite my fingernails, and I I credit uh, this you know her detox plan to that. That just building those new neural pathways and something clicked and uh, you know overrode that other neural pathway that had the urge to bite my fingernails. Um. So in, in the chapter nine, in summary, she says, and she's just reemphasizing that you have to choose to have a controlled thought life and to be happy and healthy. Everyone can learn how to improve their thinking, learning, and intelligence. That's the whole neuroplasticity thing, right? I mean, that's, that kind of sums it up. Uh, your guy that you knew here in Austin, you know, for what, 30 years ago, Tom? Yeah. We need to wire he, in. Go ahead. He did a lot of work in that field. Yeah. We need to wire in positive thought networks that can fill us with the power to get us back on track. She says, even though the five steps on the switch on your brain learning process that, that are used daily are based on rigorous science, there's in word of God, they're simple, they're a simple tool to help bring peak happiness, thinking, and health not only into your life, but also the lives of loved ones. To detox your thought life, you need to remember it's your thinking that will actually change your brain. And here in this chapter, she kind of reiterated that your your brain can be changed by changing your thinking, changing your mind, changing what's coming out. Um, you know, class I'm teaching Friday or Thursday afternoon Zoom classes, you know, goal setting versus goal achieving. And uh, I got a text just a while ago from somebody that said, Danny, how do you handle it whenever your brain really doesn't want to make calls? It is constantly coming up with, with really good ideas to keep me from making those calls. Normally, I do these things at night, talking about the ideas, mm -hmm. but these uh, ideas are too good to pass up. And we have a little bit back and forth, and it's... it. it, it your brain, your subconscious, you don't want to make those calls. I mean, so how does somebody like him doesn't want to make the calls? And you got somebody like Dan, our friend, that I mean, he's gonna make those he, he's gonna make those calls every morning. He's not gonna do anything else until he makes until he gets those calls done every day. And uh, you know, that's part of what she's talking about here in the brain detox plan is where you move from not wanting to do something that you know you need to be doing. Your profession depends upon it and moving into something new and, and liking it. 
maybe not loving it at first, but moving through that process. Well, Dan, we've talked about this before. I mean, I don't, I don't even remember when it was published. There's a book or whatever about uh, eat the frog, you know, first eat the frog. So, I, you know, to start the week or day, if I've got something that I think is particularly tough or I don't want to do it or, you know, it, you know, for whatever reason, I try to do it first. It makes the rest of the day and the week just so upbeat. Yeah, because many times your your mind works on you. You've made it much worse than the task actually is. Yeah, and that's that to the subconscious. You know, you've made a if, if you've done it before, but maybe you had a negative reaction to it. You uh, you, you you got beat up. You, you failed at it, and the subconscious mind remembers that. There's that there's that neural pathway that's built along that line, and you know most of us are. By and large, we're negative people. We're going to fall to the negative. Yeah. Or, or, or sometimes it's something boring that you have to do. Yeah. Okay. That's way below your pay grade, if you will. But it's essential to get the task done to move to the part that is fun that yeah. you like to do. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with that now. Like, there's a bunch of tasks that are low-paying grade, but. I don't have the right team in place to do them. So I'm catching myself having to do that before I get to that next step of, you know, revenue generating. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and I, I got to take clients tell me when I tell them, okay, invest a thousand dollars one time. We'll set you up with QuickBooks to do the following. This is an yeah. endorsement QuickBooks, just an example. And you know sure, what sure. their, you know what their comment almost always is? That's a lot of uh, money. Why did I wait so long? Oh, yes. It's like they go, whoa, I've been, I've just been knocking myself out. I hate doing it. This yes. simplified. Yeah. And, and, and what it is, they've, and they're, they're subconscious. Right. right. The narrow pathway that's, that's feeding them from their conscious, which is, it's telling them they're, that's our subconscious is our emotional mind. It's, you know, they're thinking about what you said. So they attach, they have that thought that, that, you know, they take in what you said over the phone or on Zoom or in writing. And it comes in through their senses. uh, uh, They attach an an emotion to that thought. Okay. Well, the emotion is I've wasted money in the past. What what, am I? I'm just wasting money again. It's just somebody else wanting wanting my money. And um, so, but back to your the the frog, that's also what I call the big rocks. Okay, you got something you go. is is that you fill up your day with all this other stuff. You've seen the thing where you've got a a jug of uh, you got this this pail, and if you fill it full of water, there's no room for rocks. It's going to overflow. It's not going to happen. Uh, if you put in sand first and fill it with sand, it's you can't. Put the big, but if you put the big rocks in first, then the little bit smaller rocks and smaller rocks to finally the sand, and you think you've got it full, but then you you can still pour water and it'll soak down through that. Okay, uh, but that also has to do with dopamine. Uh, It's way off the book here, but uh, but dopamine, our dopamine is highest of the mornings, Mm. and and dopamine is it. 
that's where we get motivation from. It, it's, it's summertime from, from our dopamine. But if we're on our phones early in the morning, especially on social media, YouTube, doing any of that, that's a it, that's sucking the dopamine out of our bodies. It's a chemical burn that's that you've got going on. And 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 if you start the day off uh, watching the news, listening to the news, talk radio, all of that is sucking the dopamine you know, out of your system. And um, and then that dopamine's got to be rebuilt. And there's things you've got to do to let dopamine, you know, re you know rebuild itself. Uh, I had a pretty busy, uh, you know, morning, uh, uh, a couple of things going on, uh, you know, all morning. Uh, I'm, I try to stay here at the house, at the office every morning and, uh, uh, you know, had an appointment. Uh, was out for about three hours, came back, had to get involved in something. I took a cold shower about 1230 and a cold shower will help replenish dopamine. Um, so, um, but you know, that's one of the things you control your brain. Your brain does not control you. And, and that's through your thinking. That's through making choices that she's talked about in here. The choices of, I'm not going to get on social media in the mornings. Okay. Uh, uh, because man, I can get sucked down a path quicker than anything. What are you going to say, Hurdy? I was going to say that I was going to say I've been listening to this conversation, and number seven in that list says that every action or everything we say starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I never get on social media anymore. Ever. Yeah. Never. Yeah, I've got but a bunch of negative and people being negative. Yeah, here's here's the talent type of social media stuff that makes me uh, just crack up, but also like next door. You know, somebody's post a picture of a snake and they go, What kind is it? Well, then that becomes a big fight between a bunch of different people saying what kind of snake it is. Or yeah. During, during the uh, during the last summer, I think it was, my, uh, there was they were going to have uh, they were uh, asking people to raise their you know uh, their uh, air conditioning up because they're worried about you know having blackouts and stuff like that. So my wife posted on uh, next door. So uh, next thing you know, you had some guy post about how it'd be better if I got solar. Then guess what? Then there became an intersocial fight and during this whole thing. There was like three people fighting about if social was good, if silver was good or bad. It's just like it was absurd. It was so absurd, and then and then it's just like, give me a break. It's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Goodness, yeah. You can't goodness. say you're like, not on social media if you're on next door. I, I, I probably hadn't checked next door since then, except for I have an account for next door for my business. That's the only time I ever look yeah. at next door. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, next door. I got off of next door at, uh, uh, three or four years ago, but um. Um, and, and I'm on and off social media times. Uh, I've got that that reminder that at 15 minutes, it pops up and says that I've hit my limit, and I can extend the limit. But at least I go, good grief! I thought I. And then you press the button to extend it. Yeah. And then go yeah. past it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that happens to me too. Yeah. Um, So 
So how it works, your daily routine, she gets into, explains it. Um, you, um, you know, you gather, you gather your, your thoughts, then you, uh, of all the things that you think about, you focus on one thing. And you do this, each one of these, you know, number one and two there on page 148 um, is, you, you know, again, gather your thoughts, focus reflection. So then you start reflecting on one of those thoughts that you've got. It might be something that you're beating yourself up about. Okay. And then you write a, a, about it. And she gives instructions in the future chapters. Um and, and then you revisit it. And when you revisit it, it you look back at what you, uh, you wrote about it. And maybe you have a different color pen. And the, which I found works for me. So then I, I have other thoughts. I write those thoughts about that. And then the active reach is uh, that's something that you set a reminder to, to, um, uh, that's a positive thought that replaces uh, that toxic thought that, that you're working on. Over on page uh, 151, pay more attention to the new healthy memory. Why it's so important to build the new healthy memory and pay more attention to it rather than to the toxic memory you're breaking down. Repeated playing is central to the process of creating durable long-term memories. As you move through the five steps into deep focused reflection, your brain will have thoughts of insight that are accompanied by bursts of high frequency gamma waves in the brain. He says there that we need to be almost obsessive in our desire to change. Then she says, uh, there on 151, uh, underneath so many good things are happening. The brain is always learning how to learn, always changing. Our brain is changing. Whether we're being purposeful about how it changes or not. On the next page, as you start paying attention and focusing your thinking, that uh, brain-derived neurotrophic factors, BDNF, is released, and this in turn increases attention by activating the nucleus bacillus. So she gets into some stuff here that if you if you have the audio version of this when you listen to it, um, uh, it uh, is makes more sense for me uh, when when I listen to it than when I'm reading it. But also in the app, that picture she got on page one fifty four, it's what she calls these. Um, Mine just went blank on what she calls them. Uh, but uh, anyway, she, she gives them um, that. Oh, let me find. Uh, 
Okay, on page 153, in the brain, automation physically looks like lots more trees, like, like there are tree branches that are thick and well-established. With many branches interconnecting with other thought networks. Automization means it is in your non-conscious control. It is your non-conscious controlling the conscious thinking that precedes what you do. You know, in my in my course on brain uh, on goal achieving versus goal setting, I don't get into all of this, but it's um, and I learned a lot of that before I learned this, but the guy that taught it to me, Paul Martinelli had a lot of training down this you know, neurological neuroplasticity type stuff. But, you know, we, we set goals from a different part of our brain that we achieve goals. And we've got to change our emotional side of our brain, the subconscious, in order to achieve goals, if we've never achieved that goal before. If we've achieved that goal in the past, it went well, we liked it, we had good positive uh, uh, emotions about re reactions, and it, then we can do that over and over again. But if we've never set the goal if we've never had that goal before we've never achieved it in our thinking mind yes i need to that's the goal that i want and then we put the plan and we don't make we don't do the actions that it takes and that's the subconscious keeping us in our comfort zone i'm way off the i'm not way off the book but i'm using different terms it's it's our subconscious that keeps us in a comfort zone that might not be serving us well. Like you, you're old that you've got some things you need to be doing. You, yeah, you, uh, if I understood it right, you may be, you could be paying somebody else to do them. You don't need to be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, 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 that's a big problem that I've had. I've had to just go back and I've had to come up with ways when I did that type stuff. And uh, yep. uh, uh, kind of like my CRM that I've got, uh, I used it. My CRM used to be that I took a picture of a business card. It went into my CRM and I might have to correct it, but it showed the picture right there. Then I could just retype it based off the picture. And uh, uh, then I had uh, uh, an assistant that input them when we moved to a new CRM. Well, I don't have that assistant. We got that assistant doing other stuff now. And yeah. I've got business cards sitting right here, violating my own uh, uh, stop wasting handshakes program. Yeah. How dare you? That, 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 I'm <laughs> not inputting. Do what, Paul? I said, how dare you? Yeah, how dare me? Be, being human like the rest of us. Yeah. So um, 
but you know that's the things where you you have to hack your brain you have to hack your emotion uh, to, uh, uh and i just thought about so tonight while i'm i'm watching tv for an hour or, or two tonight uh i'm just gonna i've done this too many times i don't know why i haven't done it already i need to take these my computer down and, and mm -hmm. do my input while i'm watching tv yep so really a lot of good information. I really highly recommend you just kind of just read through this. To, so you've got a, a little bit of knowledge of this. Um, if you don't get the app, uh, if, uh, I'll send it to you guys. The I've got a couple of handouts from her that I've gotten from uh, other sources. So I'll send some of that to you. Uh, and, and you might want to, it's, uh, you know, just just start here on the um, if you want to start on the detox plan. Yeah, I, I want to do that 21 day. You know, it's kind of like the 75 day hard challenge also. I think those two kind of correlate with another different, you know, same same thought process, but like different tasks are done. Have you done 75 hard? No, but I, I want to. Did you know I just finished? I just it? have congratulations. Yeah, I finished it um um Sunday, well on the thirty first. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's yeah, it was um just uh, about a week ago. Yeah, it was a uh it was a bitch. I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, that that strengthens your discipline, though, man. Like that gives you that gets you discipline in doing those those things. It's only yeah. seventy five days, and it should it just makes it easier for you to go on seventy six. You know, on day seventy seven. Well, I'm still. Yeah, I've, I'm. Yeah. Still, I'm, I'm taking Mondays off. I took that Monday off, yep. and then I took yesterday off. Uh, but I'm still doing two workouts a day, drinking my gallon of water a day. I, I, I did have my first dessert last night. I did have a couple of, uh, of margaritas last week, but uh, there's a lot of it I've just kept. Let's do an overview of the five steps. Let's just go through the five steps. And I will, I'll, I'll just begin, read, at least read through the, uh, um, I, mean, I mean, she gets into some weeds here with some of the um, uh, neuroscience, but the, the the chapter summaries, what we'll do is we'll primarily go through the chapter summaries. Uh, uh, you know, next week, get a good overview of uh, the five steps, okay? Got it. All right. Yes. Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. Have a good rest of your day. See you this weekend. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.